You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Siberia. <laughs> Mikhail Morrison in Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's what they call it around here when it gets to be, you know. Super cold. In the minus. Super, super cold. It's, yeah. Well, it's not quite minus, but it feels like it. It's pretty, pretty Yeah. <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. Siberia. I like it. Yeah. But uh, what are you guys up to? You guys are in a warm somewhat of a warmer climate nick in a much warmer climate i yeah, yeah. still got my shorts on <laughs> Do you? Oh, damn you <laughs> it's not, i think it's like 78 today it's just beautiful i, I saw yeah i saw what you, the rest of the country is like this blue stripe and then there's this like little highlight in the la area of like normal temperatures yeah. oh i don't know how you're and doing that's it typical man. Nah, we've had our well you even know when you were here west like Sometimes in December, we get these really weird, like, 80-degree weeks. It's kind of odd. But now yeah. it seems It's not the norm, normal. but it's... Yeah. Yeah, it'll happen. We're I mean, above I mean, November. That's, that's consistent with yeah. the Bay Area. It mm-hmm. really gets warm in November, for yeah. example. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll take but it. But the marine layer messes all that up, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm, so I, it feels like a little bit of a summer break. What am I? I can't complain. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, good for you guys. Yeah, I just got back from a, a Denver trip for Christmas. So uh, good to be back in action. Good. I don't know, but like I can't, uh, I can't go more than like three or four days without wanting to get back at it. I don't know about you. Yeah, work, I'm work wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, especially now, I just feel like I've got so much on my plate in terms of. Um, what I'm kind of rolling out in the new year. Yep. It's not even really client work, right? Like I'm kind of clients or I've got some clients right now, but I'm kind of putting them aside until the new year starts just to kind of get my own stuff in gear. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's good to be back at it. What about you guys? Uh, Taking time off or you, uh, I, I, I've been lucky. I've been lucky. I think a few clients have been really quiet. We just wrapped a bunch of stuff like mid December, and I know of a lot of stuff coming in mid-January. So f- to me, it's been like this almost uh, 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 unpredictable, unpredicted uh, little break, which is kind of nice. So, but like you said, I want to. I'm going right back into everything else. I'm going into the website, going into finances. I'm going into my billings and everything. All that stuff you want to have you. time to do. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. But it's just, ugh, I hate that kind of work. <laughs> I'd rather be yeah. I know. branding something right now so bad. I so. know. But it'll pop into. Yeah, it's a good time to work on the business instead of like in the business, as they say. So yeah, yeah, but that's in this little lull if you have it. But it's hard because when it's not when it's not uh, someone's not waiting for that work to be finished, like a typical deadline, you tend to be like, well, I could I could close the book today and like you know come back at it in a few days. <laughs> so it's getting dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really easy to do that. For yeah. Sure. So, but <laughs> I, I can't wait for the the new year. In a way, I'm not a New Year's resolutions person in any way, but this seems to be the year that I'm kind of like, maybe everyone's feeling it a bit that like, I- I'm ready to kick it off like so much better and just much more focused. I think we all sound like we're in that zone, huh? Huh? Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I am. Mean, I, I, yeah. I always have that goal in mind, but I'm 
It's nice when the new year comes around. It just feels a little bit more organized. Or because everybody else is yeah. doing it. It makes you feel a little bit like yeah. you're, not, you're not so odd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel that. You know? Yeah. I just like seeing everybody else kind of chillaxing on the on social media so I can feel yeah. superior. Like oh. I'm doing more than you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've I've, I've actually, totally observed. Actually, that. I'm just jealous that they get to relax and I can't. That's really what it is. But <laughs> but anyway, you. so yeah, today's episode is going to be all about uh, the web design trends we can expect to see in 2018. Last time we talked about the graphic design trends, so yeah, um, this one's a little more in my wheelhouse. Nick, you're just going to wing it. I'm going to wing it. I got three, but yeah. <laughs> uh, let me go last because you might have some of okay. these. Goes to show how how much preparation we do here. <laughs> but, oh yeah, we did. We no, we do normally like I'll talk before to see what we've got, but this we're going in blind here. Ooh, so okay, oh, good. Oh, that's true. Hopefully, yeah. we don't have overlap. That's all right. That's why Hopefully I'll let not. you guys go well, first, and then uh, okay. I'll go I'll go last and cover anything that and, <laughs> maybe you missed. We might be in the same boat as you, though. Yeah, you never know. If there is overlap, that we that way we know it's an actual trend, though, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like checks and balances for yeah. sure. So that should tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get to the trends, we're going to give a little love to our friends at Skillshare. Skillshare is an amazing way to um, just kind of keep up to date with all your skills and keep learning, keep getting to that next uh, stage in your career. Because mm-hmm. the last thing we want to do as creative business people is uh, just stop learning and call it a day. Cause we're, you know, the technology keeps evolving and the skill sets keep evolving. We have to evolve with them if we're going to stay hireable. So, yeah. um, you know, they've got over 3 million members and more than 17,000 classes. Um, so they've got everything you could ever want to know. And I've, I've gone in there looking for a lot of different things and they always have it covered, whether it's, um, actually a graphic design skill or more of a business skill, freelancing, digital marketing, they've got it all. Yeah. Um, so take classes in all those things. Um, and the Skillshare classes are taught by industry experts and experienced professionals. You know, perfect if you're looking to build your career or start the side hustle of your dreams. So um, for instance, we're talking about the uh, experienced professionals. Uh, there's an, a really cool SEO class that's really new um, to kind of go into the new year with Rand Fishkin, the guy from Moz with the oh yeah the big old yeah, mustache yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> so you can like that's a good example. You can learn from someone like him about SEO, which is great. Um, and I definitely want to take that class. So Skillshare is giving our listeners a one month free trial of unlimited access to over seventeen thousand classes. Just go to Skillshare.com/graphic. To start your free month today, and I bet you'll keep going with it. All right, cool deal. So, on with the trends. Do it. Yeah, you wanna you wanna take the first crack at it, Mikkel? Sure. Okay. All right. Do you want to do like the round robin? I go, and then we, yeah. and then okay, perfect. Yeah, let's cool. do it that way this time. Okay. Um. So that way, Nick, you don't have to stress about rejiggering yours at the end. No end. worries. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for my voice. I lost it's tons better today, but I lost a couple days yeah. ago. I don't know why. I, I mean, oh, I was yelling a little sexy. bit on Christmas. Yeah. Oh, thank uh, you. W- watch was, the uh, watch the Instagram followers beef up today. <laughs> I doubt it. I was watching the Hawks game, of course, on Christmas Eve and yelling a fair amount, but this didn't hit until 
later, later. So mm-hmm. whatever. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell oh. you. So like when I when I went to Colorado, like almost everybody in that side of the family had a cold, like we're just getting over a cold. Oh. So my mom, like she, my mom is so cute. She just gives me this big bottle of zinc. And she, every morning she's like, did you take your zinc today? <laughs> so I had to like yeah. take the pill for mama. So she can't help get it. Sick. She can't help it. Yeah, exactly. That's sweet. Always yeah. I know Oakley just <laughs> keeps saying, Ma, he calls me mom, mom. Mom, mom has sick breath. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh my God. That we're is not great. correcting him. We're just rolling with it. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. Okay, so my first 2018 web design trend to discuss is called mobile first. And I'm excited to talk about this one because Mm -hmm. on a personal level, we have been requested for site refresh jobs to prototype and design the skinning for mobile comps first. And even even launch with the mobile first prior to desktop. I know That's it's interesting. interesting. Oh. I have two accounts that have requested that because they're not only their target audience members are straight up mobile users, but it's just the way the world's shifting. So, um, yeah. And then we just discussed that tablet comes actually second before desktop. So interesting. Wow. Okay. That's, that's interesting. Cause I never even think of tablet anymore. I know. Like, I guess people still use them, but yes. I, We're I think not it's just crazy because, tablet like, users either, but yeah. I'm only learning that there's uh, there's people that are like sole tablet users. I, okay. I would say I that's probably anybody. Use. Yeah, because it's it's in it's, it's in your living room. It's it's more convenient, and I think the web browsing on it is becoming again, like you said, it's second to only mobile. If it, that's it the case, become, that's crazy. I mean, studies have shown. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. but um. And of of course, now most shop and order directly from their mobile devices. That's no surprise yep. as opposed yeah. to, yeah. So the, obviously mobile browsing has officially surpassed desktop. And I don't know that that will shift back. I really don't think that that oh, will I, shift back. I absolutely don't think yeah. it ever will. Yeah. Um, th- and where this, is, where this is especially important, I think uh-huh. it's important all across the board. But so I, I'm doing a lot of stuff for clients where it's like um, – Facebook ads going to a landing page. Okay. And in that case, really, it has to be mobile because what I have found that like when you're, when you're doing um, Facebook ads, you'll get, I mean, 95% of the clicks, even just people seeing your ad will be on mobile. Yeah. It's kind of insane. And it probably does depend on the demographic that's seeing it. But um, I've noticed even when I've done Facebook ads, like to, um, you know, marketing managers, it's still like you'd think that would be something where they'd be at work on a computer. Uh, no, it's still ninety five percent mobile. So wow, wow. In that case, like I'm, I'm having a few landing pages designed for me, um, just for that purpose. And yeah, yeah, I definitely designed mobile first because it's so much yep. more important. Yeah, th- it's so crazy you how get, it's going. You get you're already involved with what this this trend is noting then for sure. Um, yeah. This is the first time I've done that, by the way, is started with, I've never done that before. Yeah. This is my first time with these two accounts that I mentioned before too. Yeah. I think it's just indicative of the way that things are are, are shifting, honestly, because the two accounts are completely different industries. You know, I think it says something. Um, Yeah. Also, it's, it's just not, it's undoubtable that it's super desirable to see the big text with that one winning graphic or background image and the most simplistic form for first round concepting. That's what the clients want to see. 
So yeah. um, I've personally had to ditch the large, beautiful photos that clients send, <laughs> yeah. you know, for mobile versions. They just yeah. are not working. Yeah. But um, icons are much more economical and in terms of space and have become so common that the users, you know, have been found, have no trouble understanding them. So that's also an interesting shift. Because yeah. background is, imagery has been everything for so long, you know? Yeah, and it's getting yeah. so limited in mobile, right? Mm-hmm. Well, not, yeah. not only limited, but what happens is what I've whenever I've designed something where it's, you've got that big hero graphic up top, yeah. and then you you switch it into mobile, yeah. and all, it ha- all that happens is all that text that's over the header just yep. covers up almost yeah. the entire image where you can't it's really like, see what it is. Yeah, it's, it's like it defeats the purpose altogether. It's ridiculous. It's so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The only other thing you can really do is just um, shift that image above the text on mobile. So the, yeah. the header image will just be really small yeah, above and then with just, nothing just, over it and then text sure. go underneath it. Yeah. And I've done that. I think that's a quick, good solution, you know? Yeah, it works. Um, as long as you I, can see all of it kind of on that first shot you get, as long as you don't have to scroll to see the text. Right, right. It's comprising a small portion um, below the header. I agree. Right. Um, I hope that wasn't anybody else's, the mobile first one. <laughs> no, no I, I think that's, that's such a okay. big one in a way because of just okay. like how, how, how strong that is. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, I think it's so. more of a just, hey, that's the way I know, the world's going. I was going. worried that I was stating the obvious with this one, but... It's like well, it's, it's think, like serifs are back. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, it's the obvious. Well, and, but it's true. It, it is is kind of the obvious, but I think that we've heard it for a few years now. But this sure. it's just now getting to that point where you're actually designing it first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. know. So that's the difference. All right, cool. Yeah, are you uh, finished with that one? I am. Thank you. Okay, of course. So my first one is going to be um, kind of a shift away from. Uh, contact forms as we know them oh. to calendar booking plugins. Ah, yes. Instead. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. So this isn't going to always be the case because sometimes it's not a case of booking time with somebody, but in a lot of industries now, what you don't want is just, hey, give us your information. We'll get back to you someday, sometime. Yeah. Yeah. It's convenient for us. What we're doing now is we're seeing a lot of like widgets like Calendly, or um, what are the other ones? There's there's a lot of other ones. I like Calendly myself. Yeah. But basically, it gives people that come to, to the website a chance to pick out a day and time that works for them. And then you can build in uh, kind of questions that you ask as well to filter people out. So it's a really powerful tool to um, kind of you know, put the users in the driver's seat a little bit. There's a yeah. commitment. There's a commitment expect. there. Like, exactly. That, I think that's fantastic. Because you're right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I we've talked about this a lot where, like, that contact box is at one point we were even thinking, like, take it off because it's, like, all you're getting is bot junk mail in this thing. It just seemed like it was just yeah. finding it and just filling it out automatically. But I totally agree with you. And I just did that for booking for the initial meeting and I'm building that on the site as well for me because I think that's your – it's just a smarter oh. way to do it. Huh. You know, so you've done it for your for your website for clients to yeah set up a time with you. I've cool. done it more for um, portfolio review and and mentoring with a lot of my students and stuff like that. So it's okay. a way of like, and then I've just thought about it, and I'm glad you mentioned this too because it's been in the back of my mind to say let that be the c- connect to, to the uh, connecting box rather than the contact thing. Do this yeah. on my yeah. business side as well. 
because yeah. I think yeah. it, you're right. It just gets the right person and they've got to make somewhat of a commitment uh, to a date. That's sure. perfect. Yeah. You know, it's good. And, and I, I've had very few, um, very few people that don't pick up the phone when you call them. Yeah. Right? I've found, this, you know, and it probably helps, especially too, um, if you have kind of an email sequence, like something automated to where maybe the day before the meeting or in an hour oh, before yeah. it gives them a reminder. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're doing it for yourself or for a client, cause I've been, I've been using this in for the deep end for probably the past year. Mm -hmm. I think it was like early 2017. I started and it's, it's good. It keeps, um, the phone, just the, the phone calls to a minimum of people calling you just at odd hours. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. And it's uh, it's always in their own time zone. So there's never there's nothing worse than that email chain of like, well, when <laughs> works for you to have a conversation? Like 1 p.m. Yeah. yeah. 1 p.m. Your time or my time? Would, yeah. And then well, also too, for, I think for anybody who's offering a service, it's not only a better way to be contact me. It's booking is not only get getting a better step up to um, actually getting a job with this person. But in some cases you can even, they have to pay in advance. It could be something that to book that time there has to, if there's a fee to that, you oh, can, yeah. you can apply that too. So there's that you're, you're, you're condensing it down to exactly the only the people that truly want to work totally. with you and pay for it and are, and are going to pay totally. for it. So yep. yeah, totally uh, a few different gates there that you can really add to it to make it sure you're getting the right people. Yep. Yeah. In front of you, bring that up. Cause I am planning this year to um, mm -hmm. have like hourly consulting as a service like that yeah. to where they will, it'll be, um, you know, it'll run through PayPal or something and they'll, they'll pay. And then only after they've paid, will they yes. get access to that the calendar. particular <laughs> calendar? Same. That's exactly what I've been doing. Yeah. yeah. And it was a, it was a piece of cake. I linked it to PayPal, made all the different components of what they need to be and then blocked out dates. So you can just be and haven't really launched it yet, but like just building it was quite simple and I, I was glad it was even offered. So I'm glad. Yeah. yeah no, it's, it's a cool thing. Very cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, I like so that Nick. One. Okay. So I, I looked at ones that one. basically things that I've seen that I've really admired or liked. Um, mm -hmm. I found that, you know, there were these every once in a while you come across something and specifically if you're not a web designer, you'll find something that really kind of sticks or makes a, a, makes a, makes you notice. And, the, and I guess the first thing I found was this trend that I called unexpected or, or uneven scrolling rates that are happening within one website. And I'm seeing it a lot more in like shopping or gallery or portfolio style uh, websites where each photo or each element acts kind of secondarily to the other. So as you scroll past them, uh, certain things that you might pass will accelerate and leave the screen while ones that you're hovering over are, stay more focal and, and in the middle oh. of your site. And nice. it's basically some are rapid and then they completely leave the screen. And then as they're in the middle of your screen, they're almost slowing down. So think of like uh, transition speeds on like when you're, if you're working on Keynote or anything else like that, mm -hmm. where you kind of add in, uh, accelerate, and then it slows down, and then it speeds out. And I saw this in a few things, and there were some really cool ways where I feel like it almost creates an animation or some kind of a movement that just becomes more prominent in the whole experience of that site. And I think what I love more is when I see a site that really gives you the experience of, you know, uh, it's replacing something that was so physical, right? We used to go to the stores to shop. We used to go 
uh, and I, I've, I looked at this while I was at the mall almost any time over the holidays. It was like, it was great to see the mall really crazy and busy, but you go any other time of the year now, and it just seems like everybody's online shopping. It just seems like that's so much more yeah. the norm. So we've got to give people somewhat of a feeling and an environment when they're on the website. And I think that's what this one does. And it's really, I'm sure people have seen where this happens and certain things are kind of going at a different yeah. speed and a rate. And I can only imagine how, how much more work that is, but I think it's creating a better experience hands down and you remember it and it's, you might bookmark it. You might go back to that site because of sure. that experience. So that was yep. my first one that I saw and I'm seeing it slowly, but surely adding a little bit more out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's definitely like kind of a take on the parallax thing, but it's different. Because it is. It's not I was just, just thinking that depth. Yeah, it's not just depth. It's what you're saying. Just so everyone completely understands, when stuff kind of comes into the the middle of the screen, yeah. where you're yeah. reading it, then it's then it slows down, but then it just quickly shoots up. Yeah, when you're done. the yeah. a great a great example. Yeah. There's a website uh, called Anna Eshwood. It's A N N A, and then E S H W O O D dot com. So it's Anna okay. Eshwood. And if you look at, you'll see a really cool example, the way this works. And as you scroll, it's very natural and it's nothing too jarring, but it's just smooth and it creates a, it feels layers. It feels a little depth, which is kind of neat. You know, when you see something yeah. speeding got by and something slow, all of a sudden we think visually depth. So I think that adds a certain yeah. amount. So that's mm -hmm. my first one. Yeah. I always love that stuff. The only yeah, issue cool. is just, it's just, page load speed correct it's kind of the, one of the mo the main issues for that for me but i do love it i wish and i can't wait till we get to a time when it's um a little easier to load and yeah i guess that's just yeah. gonna mean uh when we all get through internet yeah <laughs> well she interesting i wonder does is that why some sites have like she has a, a very static open page that starts and it says skip or scroll down to start seeing that craziness right. and happen I think that's does common. that load I in the background that. is that I loading in the that. background I saw that I pulled it up when you yeah, mentioned it. Yeah, be. I okay. think it is. Yeah, totally. It's a nice yeah. di diversion because you don't think about it. Mm -hmm. And it has an arrow and it says scroll. And once you get, once you start yeah. scrolling, you'll see the effect of how these images work. And I think it's just really beautiful, when, especially in fashion or apparel. It just seems to yeah. kind of replace the what we're, what we're not doing anymore, which is going out into the real world. <laughs> yeah, this is cool. <laughs> is it a good thing? I don't expensive. know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's it's good and bad. I mean, honestly, it's there's everything comes at some kind of a cost. Exactly, which is just yeah. you know. But um, but anyway, Mikkel, what's your next one? Okay, my next one is custom illustrations. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay, so this trend, I think we all are aware that it certainly gained its momentum from last year, but mm -hmm. now it just seems totally pervasive. So the reason they're great is because they're versatile for creating you know, that playful approach, they're friendly and they add an element that's kind of fun to the yeah. site, yeah. which is a different level of engagement that you don't obtain from raster imagery, from photography, right? So mm -hmm. honestly, I personally think that Dropbox custom illustrations were a huge inspiration to feed what so many other companies are featuring right now Yeah. in this, in this, yeah. in, 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 with respect to this particular trend. So... They can be generated, you know, spot on with brand guidelines, with color palette, line strokes. And I've seen a lot of the watercolor approach kind of give way to that distinct uniqueness. Um, but it can help brands that are, I don't know, 
typically perceived as a little overly serious to be mm-hmm. a little bit more approachable. So like one of my, one of my most longstanding clients um, is a payment gateway company. Like what, yawn. <laughs> and th- this has completely helped we, th- that we've cu- done some custom illustrations. It's completely helped their media. Um, oh, cool. so it's just kind of interesting. It's fun to talk about a trend that you've practiced, that you've seen gain some headway, yeah. you know? So that's one of the reasons why I chose this guy. Um, but yeah, that's basically all that I had in my, in my notes, unless you guys wanted to add anything. Yeah. Well, I would just say that the one thing that I think is great about illustrations versus photos mm-hmm. is it really allows, um, you know, it allows people to see themselves in it in a way that they can't see themselves in a photo. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Right. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like if, that's you, the if approachable, you've got a hero photo that's of a... the approachable component yeah. to this. Sure. Yeah. Like if you've got a, header, a hero photo of, of a guy doing like using the product, that's great. But now you're just seeing that guy using the product and it's not like, yeah. it's not, hey, it's, it's not me using a product. It's right. this guy. But if an illustration kind of allows more of that imagination and... You know, it could be you, I guess, at that point. Yeah, and animations have like that you. same effect. And that's my that's my third one, by the way. But I would love to speak to that. <gasps> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Sorry. That's right. Okay, so my next one is, um, this might be kind of dry, but I like it. Um, it's more of a UI thing. So okay. in terms of like checkout flows, like if you're doing an e-commerce store, or yes. really anything that... Um, requires a form to be filled out. Um, what I'm talking about today is smart forms, which is basically, um, it, it takes your location data and it takes you kind of the first few keystrokes and it'll automatically fill in a lot of stuff for you. Because if you know anything about, yeah. you know, a, an e-commerce checkout flow, you, the card abandonment is a huge issue. So anything you can do to make that sale go through and make it as easy as possible on the user then that's all then you're golden so okay yeah so like for instance uh, i'm i've just launched a new e-commerce store for a client and i took a lot of inspiration for the checkout flow from the website Mm -hmm. casper.com the mattress company yep because i was doing a lot of research and I, i loved their checkout flow because when i started typing in um my address it dynamic like I had to type in the first three numbers, and then all these things came up. And my it, my street was the first thing, so all I had to do is choose my address. And wow. not only did it ch- fill in the the street address, but it filled in the city, the state, the zip, mm-hmm. all at once. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, and anything like that you can do to just make it really easy. You're gonna get way more sales that way. So, and I I don't know what went into that. That's my developers department. All I did was say. Here's this website. Do what they do. Wow! <laughs> I designed it, of course, but like I said, whatever, whatever that's doing, make it do that too. So, if you're asking me how to do it, I'm not the guy. To ask, <laughs> yeah. but, um, the technology exists. So, smoke and mirrors. Yeah, like, just make it happen. Exactly. Just make it happen. That's a great make idea. I, I've that's noticed my, that's my catchphrase with my developer. Make it. Happen. <laughs> Good deal. I love it. <laughs> All yeah, right. so there's not much more to say about that, but it can be used in a, think about almost any form. Like another way to do this would be to kind of 
I guess piggybacking on this is like logging in with Facebook or mm-hmm. Google or kind of just dynamically pulling in information from either location yes. or from places you're already logged in. So don't you think that the, on the people. our behavior has changed so much on that where it's like four or five years ago, I think that would scare people off. You know, whereas yeah, now it used to be called creepy. Yeah. But I mean, now people get it. Isn't yeah. it crazy? It's so f- interesting to see how people's behaviors change over the years of experience and using these sites. All of a sudden now that's a pure convenience. Whereas years ago it would have been like, you know, this yeah. of me, you know, so uh, it's well, crazy. And I, I hate it when people like go to the creepy thing. It's like, really? No. Get over yourself. We're not like, <laughs> yeah, we're not keeping tabs on you and like watching you. Yeah. We're just, yeah. And and if they only knew how much is really happening out there, you know what I mean? This is just pure convenience, exactly. getting you to make a better yeah. experience. So, you know, that's cool. Very nice. Exactly. Awesome. All right. My next one. Um, I'm going to send you guys a link because I want to get your live reactions to this because okay. I thought this was really cool. And uh, tell me when you have logged on. But And for our listeners, the name of the website is – it's a designer named Lynn Fisher, and she got a lot of buzz on her website last week. Uh, it's the website, the URL is Lynn, L-Y-N-N, and tonic. So it's like Lynn and tonic. Uh, great little pun mm-hmm. on gin and tonic. So if, click on the link and just wait to give, tell me when you're there and then I'll tell you what to do because it's really okay. kind of okay. interesting. Start changing, changing the width of your browser window. So grab the bottom corner okay. and make it smaller and see what happens. Okay. Oh. Oh my gosh, she's... Oh, that's... Is that not the coolest That's thing? Crazy. Oh, dang. So, it's cool, but it's also like disconcerting. It bit, is. Like how I, much it changes. I mean, it's incredible. So what, like it basically, it. what it basically does, listeners, if, if you're going to pull over in a bit and take a look, as you move and change the scale and the width of your web browser, it wow. literally reorients to like all the same content, but re- changed and redesigned into all these different redesigns. Uh, she's basically saying like, uh, I make things for the web and for walls. She specializes in lighthearted projects that make people say, I don't get it. And it led me oh, to I this. I love her personality right yeah. off the bat. And I love, yeah. I think this, this trend and it falls under something that I read mm-hmm. about. It was called like brutalism. It's this thing about us ripping open this spaces where designers can now do what they want rather than what they should and like if you have an Mm -hmm. opportunity not that every opportunity you can throw this kind of concept into whatever you're working in it has to be you know the right ones but it's really neat because it's like this work is that's created goes against all of the practices and the things that we've maybe have even gotten advice or looked up oh my gosh it's just something totally all over the place yeah, it's she just does and everything. It, yeah, and and for those of us too that are like, I can't decide on one, or I have all these different things I would love to say about me as a designer. So like, yeah. I'm really thinking about this as as this really works to all of us who are designers and have our own sites. So like, this could be nothing but inspiration. And uh, someone I follow and love their advice on Twitter posted her link just a couple of days ago, and it was crazy how many other people had seen this. And I don't know how she got the word out there, but this web kind of trick that she did where as you move it, it just becomes this thing to say, screw the system. Let me try something totally different at that opportunity yeah. when I can. And like I said earlier, it's not something you could do with everything, but uh, it just, yeah. it's jarring. It looks different. It, it gets buzz. So if that's part of the, the, the plan here to get more traffic to the site or to get buzz going, these are little mm-hmm examples of how to do it you know but look how it's just so needed even when it goes to mobile there's like four different versions of her mobile version when you go to that size so it's pretty 
pretty yeah. pretty cool. It's almost endless when you and it yeah. allows you to play a little bit. So yeah, always good to try. Cool. Yeah, yeah. great fun. Her, she had, to, but she had to like design a new design for every single one of these. I know. Uh, browser I it's know. Crazy. It's a lot of work, like, but man, it paid off. I feel. Yeah. You know. And at a certain point, she has a Groucho mustache. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> that has to be in there. One. There it is. She yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, take All a look right. at that. It's Lynn Antonic. So, L Y N N Antonic. Pretty cool. Try to get that in the show notes. Cool. Um, all right, Michelli, what do you got? Okay. My next one, as you all know, is integrated animations. Shocker. Shocker. Okay. So um, this is cool, and we've all seen this, So, especially with just the advancement of tech, right? So more sites are shifting from that static approach to yeah. animations. <clears throat> and the th- cool thing about animations, unlike illustrations that we discussed before, is that it's just a totally different level of engagement for any piece of communication. So oftentimes you see these at small scale mm-hmm. for... They're, they're helpful for engaging the visitor without their entire experience on any single page. So, for example, um, these graphics, these animations um, w- um, animate the user while the, pa- the page is loading, right? We've all seen that. And then it's integrated to work with scrolling. Um, that doesn't seem as pervasive, yet it's still a form. And then um, same with in- integrated to navigation or as like you know, the focal point of an entire site. So I don't know. I just find, I don't do a ton of them, but I would love to. And cause it's just such a great tool for including users in the story. Right? Mm-hmm. It allow, yeah. allows yeah. you to see like, this is to what this is to Wes's point from earlier. Um, it allows users to see themselves and their potential feature as consumers or customers in the characters that are moving around, you know? Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> I think that's the biggest, the biggest benefit of these animations is that final point that I just made. But um, yeah, I think it's important. I know for us, we would engage a animator, you know, you, mm-hmm. you, you hand off all this, this static, um, you know, vector pieces, and then they mm-hmm. put it to life. So um, I'm really looking forward to doing that someday. Hopefully soon. Yeah. And I've definitely seen this and I cannot remember where. Oh. I've seen it in several places, but I can't think of any um, examples of seeing it, but I know I have. Yeah. Like let you'll me scroll down and like, let's just say like, like, like there's a train or something and you'll scroll, scroll down. It'll make the train go from left yes, to right. Yes, exactly. That's a good, yeah. that's a good kind of example. There's this site called um, Intern and it's absolutely the way it sounds. I-N-T-U-R-N. And uh-huh. they they have some really cool, like almost oh, retro seventies cool. illustrations of people shifting around, people shifting around. But um, Zendesk, that's the example that I thought of. That's got that oh, yeah. scrolling, that scrolling thing that that Wes had mentioned earlier. Yes. Um, okay. Digital asset is another example that I've seen it where with the scrolling, and we're also. Um, where the type, the subheadlines appear with the scrolling as opposed to just remaining static and you see you see them as you head down the page. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, that that's a little bit mundane, but it's still a form of what this trend is. Um, but yeah, it's, it's becoming more and more popular. I've no, I've noticed with sites. I wouldn't, I think it takes yeah. a, a particular, um, in expertise to really truly make this work because you don't mm-hmm. want it to render poor quality. You've got to have right, it true. really That's crisp true. and clean. And yeah. that could be by and large why a number of these um, animation examples that already live out there are at a smaller scale. Yeah. They're, they're intricate to a degree, but they're not crazy big. And Zendesk, um, it, I think Zendesk does a really good job at that too. And it it connects to their brand um, logo system, the elements that they use for all their fun little illustrations, Mm. all break down into pieces of their logo, which is kind of unique. I don't know if you've seen their Mm. rebrand. They did the best rebrand video I've ever seen. Uh, It was very honest, and uh, they interviewed their whole team. So if if you get a chance to look up Zendesk's rebrand, it was one of the best ones ever done. But I really love their what they do, and it's a perfect example of like what you're saying. Same with that other one. Was it U-turn or what was the one that we just looked up? Um, intern? intern. Intern. Yeah, yeah. that one. Intern, That's yeah. really well done. That didn't load for me, but so I'm on Zendesk's mobile site right now. Okay. Okay. I, th- I find that I just find this all interesting because on one hand we're saying mobile's going like exploding. But then all the other things we talk about where it's getting super intricate and animated, that is never included on the mobile sites. You're so right. It's like, it's like there's mm, a line that's drawn. I think it, doesn't, it doesn't cross yeah. over there. Yeah. There's got to be – I'm maybe 2019 will be the year where all this stuff actually gets ushered into mobile because it is weird how Yeah. on one hand we're going more kind of interactive and all that, but it doesn't translate into the – into the the method that everyone is using now but uh, yeah mm-hmm. and I, this comes from a very novice like uh experience in this but i have seen uh mobile get better and better and better over the last year or two well, yeah. and i i can only imagine how much more uh you know data and everything that's be, that's becoming and how efficient mm-hmm. it has to be in the background but at least we're start i think we know there's a big gap between what you can do obviously on your desktop and what you could do on mobile so yeah. It's just a few years behind, maybe. I, I, I don't know. It's yeah. like, plus it's a whole other experience because of how small and how it's just, it's and it's all finger gesture rather than mouse. So it's totally, it's still going to be always different, I think, you know? Yeah. We're going to need like the data rates to, um, oh, I know. to catch up I know. to some degree. Because, yeah, like that's the thing. When I design a site, I run it through um, all the Google page uh page speed tests mm-hmm. and I, I i cut out all the fat like if if anything is keeping it from running smoothly on a mobile device it's got to go because that's the most important thing yeah so i get it i totally get it but it's just kind of a crazy um i don't know it's just what's it's ironic i guess that on one hand, we're going super animated, and yet we're going all the mobile. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Our our trends are but only cool. for desktop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. No, but it's a cool one, and it, um, actually, yeah, I I can't wait to see it catch up to mobile, maybe next year. Oh yeah, it will. I really truly yeah. do believe it will. Oh yeah, <clears throat> and some people are already doing it, and it's but it can't be jarring. It can't be distracting. That's the challenge. Um, yeah, it, it has to be done in a cell. So it, it's like taking the desktop version and taking it a notch or two down. Yeah, absolutely. All right. 
Uh, you done with that one, Mikkel? Yes. Okay, cool. So my last one is variable fonts. Mm-hmm. So this is, um, you know, we've got, there's so much, so many web fonts out there. You know, Google web fonts is the one I use the most. There's Typekit, all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But this is, anyone who, who knows that knows that for every font you add and every font um, variant that you add, so let's say you were using, uh, you know, Arial and Arial Bold and Arial Italic on the same site. That's re- basically rendered as three separate fonts. And while those are not the biggest files in the world, if you keep adding them on and you're using several fonts with all the different variants, mm-hmm. you can add up quickly. So what a variable font is, is it's basically one font file that has all these different widths and slants to it and all these different things. So it's it's just a much tighter package. Good. And you can have like 36 different weights of a font for like no extra um, hard drive or not hard drive space, but you know what I mean? Like no extra weight to it. So I think this is going to be huge and it'll allow us to um, use more than one or two fonts on a page. Yeah. Not Mm -hmm. that you necessarily should. You got to be careful with that too, but they've all got to go together, but you know, yeah, it can be done. And that's being, that's being seen in all the different apps as well. I know there's, uh, five or six fonts that you can use now in Illustrator that have that, uh, that take advantage of the variable slider that can take a font mm. and turn it, turn the width and the, you know, the condensed version, their expanded version without messing it up. It's not stretching. It's actually taking into consideration, like you said, and making, yeah, it's not like the full bold. Yeah. It's making yeah. multiple versions of that font and keeping it cleaner because you're only having to keep one in the, your package of either print or web and for that turnover, but it allows you all that personality, which is kind of cool, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I think this will be huge <laughs> this year. And I hope that, you know, Google fonts, um, gets on board. They got to get there. Starts adding that. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah. Yeah. I Don't would really imagine. have much else to say about it other than that, but. Okay. <clears throat> wow. I get to go last. Nicholas, this is awesome. You do. <laughs> okay. Drum roll. Bring <laughs> um, up the caboose. I, I didn't know how to call this one. Uh, anything other than broken grids. Cause it's like, I've seen a lot of these ones where similar to the speed shifting. Um, what I've noticed is that these grids that we use for forever in our principles of design, and everything seem to be finally getting broken into websites. Like, whereas like I, I'm, I, I could probably say that my biggest thing would be designing anything in a website, stick to those principles, stick to the grids and columns and things. But what I started to see was a few of these sites that the images and the text kind of drift across the gutters that are usually there as those hard stops for typical layouts. And Mm -hmm. things are just kind of misdirected, unusual, discrete boxes of images and text Mm. start to overlap. And what happens is Mm. it causes these like, juxtapositions of things that become almost look like letter form or a bit bit mapped. And sometimes it's a bit of like, is it, is that right? Or is it a mistake? Or is this like, is this right or wrong? Like it's almost so different, but some of them I've been seeing are doing it so well where again, it's softening the, I think the uh, intimidation of, of typical websites where it's so hard edged and so straightforward, whereas this is a little more floaty and maybe a bit more, welcoming 
to the to the viewer because it's a sen- the senses are kind of higher when you go through a site like that. So you're okay. you're you're more curious and you're looking around yes. it. So if that's getting you to spend a little bit more time, is that getting you to easily find the thing that you're there to look for? So if it's got a good you know value to doing it, I understand why it's there. As some, but there are some examples of it where it gets a little too much, but. Um, I'll try to find the link or two to add uh, to the show notes of some of the ones that I had seen because I didn't have them on hand. Uh, but it, I think you guys have seen this before where sometimes it almost looks like a mistake, but it's much, mm-hmm. much different and, and off the grid than it's supposed mm-hmm. to always on it. Yeah, it's almost like you know? this pleasant chaos. It yes. appears, yeah. I think that's I, a great way I, to say it. And... There's so because it a website is so much more than what it used to be ten years ago. If you went to it before, it was just images, text, and clickable spots. And now it has to have everything. It has to have feeds. It has to have, like you said, your contact informations and all those things to generate the sale or whatever it's going to be. So we've maybe we're just starting to see things changing up a bit on the layouts. And and I'm glad to see this because I always wondered. This is such a unique playing field as opposed to anything else we've ever had to deal with in graphic design. So it should be uh, looked at and experimented with the way I think we're seeing mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. might be a trend, but it might fail. It might succeed. We don't know. We'll come back and talk about it in a year <laughs> and <Yeah>. see. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, we totally. Should, we should come back at the end of the year and do like the 2018 graveyard and yeah. see, uh, <laughs> see what's in there. Exactly. <laughs> That's very true. And the only other things I was going to mention was there were two things that I found that were both trends from what we talked about last episode that are very relevant Mm -hmm. in web. And that is the vibrant color idea Mm -hmm. and the serif font idea as far as like being uh, free to use these things now a lot more than usual. So again, I'm seeing it in everything. Whereas if it's going to be in branding, it's going to be in websites because they've got to go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Furthers the cause. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right, cool. So we do have a listener question coming right up. But before that, let's talk some FreshBooks, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, FreshBooks is just an amazing way to send out really branded invoices to your clients, get paid quickly and easily, and you don't have to spend your day acting like an accountant (laughs) because we all know we are not accountants. So we're designers. Uh, The all-new FreshBooks rebuilt from the ground up. Um, They've been completely redesigned for the way that us as designers and small business owners work. Um, You know, it's just a really intuitive interface that makes invoicing seem super sexy. (laughs) Happy New New Year to us, right? (laughs) Yeah. And um, so you can create and send really professional looking invoices in under 30 seconds. I've timed it. It's absolutely accurate. Um, With literally two clicks, you can set yourself up with FreshBooks online payments and get money in your pocket sooner um, 60% of invoices are paid within one day. That's great. So, and the ones that don't get paid in one day, you send the set up the automatic reminders so then they can just go on autopilot. You don't have to do yep. the busy work of where's my money? <laughs> that email over and over again is it's not fun to send. No one wants to do that. Exactly. Um, yeah. So they've got a notification center. It's like your personal assistant. You'll always know what's changing your business since you last logged in, what needs to be dealt with, like in overdue invoices, for example. And um, their support. What can we say about their support, Mikkel? Their support is so true. They're Canadians. I'm telling you. It's indicative of their support. They're amazing people. 
They're known they're known for drinking maple syrup right out of the jar <laughs> and for amazing customer service. So <laughs> sorry, we've just lost all our Canadian listeners. <laughs> oh gosh, I um, hope not. I'm the yeah. basin's Canadian. That's how I sweeten my coffee every morning is maple syrup. I've converted. Yeah. I've heard of that. I've been yeah. That's working. It's delicious. <laughs> Sounds good. You learn something new on the show every day. Um, <laughs> But to claim your 30-day unrestricted free trial, go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about a section. Again, freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and then enter deeply graphic design. All right. So we have another listener question here. Uh, does someone want to read this? Sure. I'll give it a sh- from, I'll go for it, Mikhail. It's from Matthew Elpern. Oh, no, go ahead, Nick. Your voice oh, is not broken. Oh, okay. I'll give this a try. All right. <laughs> this is from Matthew Elprin. Uh, he says, I'm a graphic designer with 17 years experience. I've worked in newspapers, ad agencies, design studios, printers, and banner and sign companies. I'm running into an issue with applying to jobs. They see my last two jobs, which are senior designer and marketing manager for a banner company and a sign shop. And they tell me I don't have the right experience for the position or I don't have enough agency experience, even though a third of my career has been at an ad agency in Toronto. I took the last two. Um, I look. I took the last two jobs because I needed to pay the bills, and they have always been temporary until I get back into the agency. I was thinking of putting the last two positions as clients of my freelance business, so it appears I have a full-time freelance business for the last five years. Any advice would be immensely helpful. Oh. And, immensely help immensely there we go <laughs> i don't have my glasses on <laughs> hold on let me get this on. there we go <laughs> on how i could portray the right person agencies and hr want the hr department wants to see so i totally get that okay yeah Good you question. Too. so yeah so like for the last five years you've had these two jobs that you don't really want in your resume basically mm-hmm. is according to you anyway matthew um Especially, so, I, I get it, the banner companies and the sign shops are not, you know, I think it kind of lessens probably mm-hmm. his, his, uh, his experience by just seeing that in, in someone's mm-hmm, eyes, yeah. in someone's eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I get it. Um, yeah, so what do you do then? Because you, you can't just have a five-year gap. That's even worse. So you can't not put it on. You're saying you want to put it on as freelance clients. Yep. So... What do you guys think about that? What do you think is preferable for an agency to have um, to see that you've been a freelancer for five years? Yeah, or because sometimes that can be um, that might not be kind of res- resume poison too. Because a lot of places they don't want to hire a freelancer; they exactly. want to hire someone who's right. work who right. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one to navigate around. Um, without just lying on your resume I, and I, fudging dates I think there's and stuff. A way, I think there's a, a clean way to do it where it's kind of the smoke and mirrors thing where um, mm-hmm. there, I think resumes have evolved to a point where they're a little bit more informative. Let's call them slightly infographic. I think specifically younger designers mm-hmm. are using this a lot. But sure. for Matthew, what I would suggest doing is don't go the temporary, the, the typical route when it comes to laying out your resume. Maybe at the top in the objective area, in a nice, informative way, you can kind of list the three big pillars of your experience and and push the seven years or the three years or whatever you said you have here at 
ad agencies a third of your career. So you could say a third of my career at ad agency design level and have that as a almost like a a, a call out or a a unique caption and then your two other things that you feel are the strongest. So before they've even gotten to your work history, mm. you've you've shift, shifted the conversation as if you've you're qualified and you have it. So then you can list it at the bottom and almost do it in the in the the truthful way and you don't have to risk doing the freelance thing saying, "Hey, these these guys were my clients for the last 7 years or 2 years or whatever it is." So you know what I mean like throw in something up on top to make sure you're driving home the experience you know they're going to want to have. And if it means agency <laughs> is going to be the keyword, get it in there. I think that might just be yeah. a smart way to to get it off on the right on the right foot. What do you think? For sure. You could even yeah, I like that. And you could even include at the top like as long as we're going that infographic way, kind of like a like a pie chart showing like this like a third like the whole pie represents all the jobs you've had, then a third of that is agency. Yes life yes exactly you know and i'm almost even thinking of just having i've seen some people just taking sentences or, or paragraphs and kind of highlighting them with just a very simple vertical line in between the three of them you know so it's mm -hmm. it, it depends on be careful on the infographic if you've got other graphics on your site on your resume don't go too overboard i know a lot of students like yeah. to say like i'm 100 percent in illustrator 90 percent in photo it's like be, yeah. be careful. Don't get too informative. Make sure the text is there. But whatever whatever you decide to do, bring it up on top in that objective area because that's the first thing everyone reads. They want to know where you're at, what do you want, and then are you qualified for this position? And tell me quickly so I I can spend. I know spending the time to go a little bit further is going to be worth their while on your resume. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's smart. And it's, it's just one of those things like it's it's kind of a it's kind of a hard thing to navigate around. Mm -hmm. You know, your your experience is what it is. And it, yeah, people do kind of want or are generally most interested in what you've done the most recently. I get that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's a really smart way to kind of just um, spin it a little bit. I wonder, too, if you can almost treat it like, you know, when we you think about how you pr present your work on your website as a individual designer or a small agency. I've noticed a lot a lot of times now people aren't just going like hit this button for a client and seeing all the work you did for that client. It's more like here's the branding I've done, here's the agency work I've done, here's the web work I've done, right? So like we 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 bucket in in discipline rather than in in client. So maybe he does the same thing in his work history, he puts the buckets of what he's worked on the most. And then you say, this was all done at the following, you know, uh, uh, work experience. And then you put the mm. list of the companies. So again, you're pushing more what you've done up front and leaving the names of these companies to last. If that's, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But really I does. still, but I still would encourage that to, to feature projects for a particular client um, and how all the pieces come together in a cohesive family-like manner. Yes, that shows true, that true, you true. can you can sh um, work on collateral piece, a brand identity piece, an infographic, a stationary item, all with, with, all applications with flow. Yep. Oh, and that, that's in your, yeah. that should obviously be in your, uh, a call out in your, maybe in your headline that's saying like, I work sure. consistently with brands. But yes. another thing he can do too, in a, in addition to all these maybe like little changes on the the resume, I hope you're including maybe a one sheet of 
uh, visuals of your work. So you have your cover letter, your resume, and then maybe a mini, por- a one-page portfolio. So again, push the stuff that you want to show that maybe will talk to that ad- that agency recruiter a little bit louder. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a you have to. I mean, if that if that will make someone go, damn, Matthew is perfectly ready for this job because we've seen his work, then that signage and that banner place isn't going to hurt you that bad. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're going to do that, what I would recommend, and this isn't like the point of the episode, but the, the question, we're fine. We can talk about anything here. Um, what I would recommend doing, like spend a little bit of money on having like a little book made yep. that you can um, kind of pass out with with your resumes. Yeah. I got one. I don't remember who I... What company I made it through? Wes, oh, in our be- in the beginning of our show, my we, publisher. We were talking about this, yeah. Oh, nice. yeah, my okay. publisher online. Like, I think I got ten of them for ten bucks. That's amazing. So, yeah, you don't give them you don't give them to like everyone, but they look yeah. really nice. Um, they're fully des- like you designed it yourself. Um, but yeah, just give those out to like the the jobs you really want, and I they're kind of impressive when you do it that way. So. Totally. And and I just kind of control yeah. the, control the story that way a little bit more. That's exactly what you're doing. And if it's if you can afford to give out a portfolio that's a, a handout rather than a show a showcase when you're meeting live, yeah. uh, ten times better. I think um, one of the best ones I saw too was remember our friend uh, Stephen from uh, uh, where was it <laughs> Adobe Max? Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. good good call there. He sent me yeah. one. He followed up and sent me his little mini portfolio. Uh, I'd say it was mm-hmm. about eight and a half by five inches uh, binded mm-hmm. at the end. It was beautiful. And he's a student and he's just graduating. So they're, they, they know the, the importance of putting the work out there in any mailer. So hopefully Matthew do the mm-hmm. same thing. Make like he yeah. was saying, you make a small mini portfolio, let the work speak for themselves. It's like, if yeah. that should, yeah. you got 17 years experience that should get you there, you know? So go for it. Yeah. And if you, and if you make this kind of book that I'm talking about, it's hardcover, like mm-hmm. it's hard, it's hard to throw away. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, you're right. Cause right. it looks, it looks like a real thing. Right. Like people are going to be, some jerks may throw it away, but I think most people are going to be like, Hmm, like they will think twice before they do it at least, which yep. is a good thing. Yeah. And they it, say so. these pieces stick around longer than business cards. I believe <laughs> oh, For sure. I would hope so at the price yeah. that you're paying yeah. for it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Expensive yeah. business card, but well worth it. I but think. So. even small studios should be doing this. It's like it, it's a great way yeah. to totally. if you're if you're out and about, and you know we always talk about like how do you find work in your area and businesses that are local. Have a few of those on hand and leave it with them, and it also allows you. And I'm sure Matt can do this. Tell us tell that story of it. It shows you how you can storytell with your work, just like you were saying, Mikkel. Show that one application with a brand and how you've taken it into multiple digital and print and this and experience and all that. So again, push this up first. It, that'll get you into the place and you won't be forgotten for sure. If you give them something like that. Yeah. So hopefully Absolutely. that, hopefully that helps, man. Just lower that other yeah. stuff lower on the resume. <laughs> yeah. Accentuate the positive mm-hmm. and eliminate the negative as so true. So, so true. All right, cool. Well, thanks for sending that in Matthew and keep sending in the questions to questions at the deep end um, And we love the audio ones. We have not gotten an audio question in a while. Come on, people. What do we got to do? With, with an accent, please. With an accent. Exactly. <laughs> and fake, accent. fake yeah, it. If you could work that out, that'd be great. Yeah. Fake it if you don't have it. You know, you can just do the Mikkel yeah. sexy voice if you, if you want to. <laughs> are, are, are we allowed to talk like this right now? I feel like we're like, 
in this with all the Harvey Weinstein, we should probably be <laughs> oh like, oh my gosh, I know, more professional. But what fun is that? So. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, cool. Well, um, happy New Year, everybody, and with that happy in mind, to keep designing, yes, and and keep keep designing and catch us next time. I forgot my damn catchphrase here. Catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast. Nice.